amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. And we were thoroughly kind of taught to question. You know, to a, to a bare bone level, you know, just strip everything out until you just see what you need to see. You're about to enter the Ak Young Podcast. Young Podcast. India's first and very own architecture podcast, where you'll hear the insights, experiences, and journeys from India's leading architects. No matter what your skill level is, together, we'll build on our knowledge and share architecture's greatest stories ever told. Now, here's your host, Manish Paul Simon. Hey guys, welcome back to yet another episode of the Akyan Podcast. Today we have with us an award-winning architect from Bangalore, Gaurav Roy Chaudhary. He's the principal architect and founder of GRCA. Let me give you guys a brief about Gaurav and his work. So he completed his graduation in 2002 from Kamlar Veja, also known as the KRBIA Mumbai. And then he went on to work with Matthew and Ghosh Architects in Bangalore till 2007. GRCA was then set up and they have grown steadily and have went on to do some amazing projects over the years. Some of them being the Lattel House, the Bellari House, Ghost House, RK Fabrics, among many others. And his works of course have been published widely across numerous national and international media. On this episode, you guys would get to listen to how Gaurav got started and then we dwell into various topics like his time in Kamla Reheja and how the rigor and hard work there paid off, why architecture is a dying profession, how success is measured these days, a weightless and non committal exploration of design, how being a small practice allows you to have the freedom to explore design better. And then, of course, we talk about architectural education, technology, and loads more. Goro had loads to say, so this is going to be a two-part series where part one, we discuss about his work, his journey thus far. And part two, we dwell into various other interesting topics like urban design, pollution in Bangalore, and lots more. So we've written extensive show notes for this episode, which you guys can check out on our website. We're going to arkyan.com slash 23. And if you'd like weekly updates on our episode releases, you can follow us on Instagram. We go by the handle of Akgyan. That's A-R-C-H-G-Y-A-N. All right, let's get right to the episode. So Gauru kicks things off by sharing how he got started on his own. Let's go. Basically, my being in Bangalore and practicing in Bangalore is a little bit of an accident. <laughs> I never actually meant... I, I always had practice in the back of my head, but never had it happening anytime soon you know so to speak so i was i came to bangalore i actually studied in uh, bombay in kamlareja and uh, came down to bangalore to work with uh, the, i mean uh, one of the better firms here which is matthew and ghosh architects with uh, shumitro and nisha so i worked there for around uh, 3 years and the plan always was to uh, go for further studies you know and uh, so 
uh, that somehow didn't materialize okay so due to various reasons and uh, uh, so it got delayed year after year in fact till 2010 uh, me being in bangalore was temporary right right it wasn't really a serious uh, thing because i always thought okay next year i'm going for masters for masters and uh, eventually what happened was uh, a lot of things uh, mainly uh, this thing to do with my dad's health he was in, he was in bombay and you know it just didn't make me sense for me to leave the country and go while he was not well so i said okay chalo let's uh, let's stay here and see and by the time what happened is after i left uh, matthew bosch uh, i'd gotten one project okay okay this is why i am thanks to them of course and uh, there's a project which we were working on while i was there and and i took that up it was a house uh, for, a, for and he was my first client so uh, so when he uh, so we didn't do it in matthew and bush actually what happened he was quite a he was quite a, a interesting client uh, so eventually i think the, he approached us uh, just as i left actually appre- approached uh, shomitro and shomitro said that okay uh, we are not really interested in your project because he had taken a long time to even start anything right right and wasted a lot of time of the firm so then uh, he said but gorov is leaving so why don't you approach him and uh, so they jumped at the opportunity contacted me and this is of course why i shomitro so and thanks to so this is a residence this is a residence and that's the reason why i hung around in bangalore right right okay so i said okay sure, sure let me finish this one project and then see and then go the next year and you know all of that and then one thing led to the other and uh, of course uh, i got into some good colleges with good scholarships abroad oh, nice. but uh, at the end uh, the finances also were a big issue you know so so it didn't eventually pan out let's just say that so one thing which so i took up small projects i didn't take up anything bigger uh, because i was going to go next year so i would take up small projects and try and this thing and then eventually next year also it happened with recession hit <laughs> you know then people were coming back to india with huge loans on their heads so this uh, was around 2007 yeah 2007 2008 2009 you know that kind of thing and then my dad had a stroke for which uh, so it's so a long story but eventually 2010 <clears throat> i found myself in bangalore with uh, a decent actually i got a big project which uh, again was attributed to my first client uh, whose house i built and he gave me a big project opportunity for after which which i'm uh, you know really indebted to him for and uh, so i said okay let's stay here dad's not well i can from bangalore travel to bombay keep an eye on him etc etc so that's basically how it started yeah all right so on reminiscing it was a good decision actually it was a good decision I, what i am most thankful for is uh, honestly speaking uh, it is the, the 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 these are extremely tough years right right okay to survive and sustain and uh, young guy who doesn't know anyone in bangalore uh, not really marketing himself etc etc Uh, so it was a tough period of course uh, we you face when you have that you are enthusiastic you get a lot of wrong kind of people you work with also yeah. <laughs> and you really tough it out and then you understand the value of money you understand the money uh, the value of uh, yeah it's okay uh, that's fine that's my cats <laughs> just come in <laughs> what's his name his name is botu botu very cool <laughs> nice yeah he just made a entry anyway so uh, Yeah so that was a hard period but it also i think grounded me you know and i wouldn't have been able to do it going to an mit coming back with uh, all of that and and really 
uh, you know, having kind of grinding it out like what I did. Okay, that wouldn't have happened if I came back when I was thirty-five or something like that. And right, uh, right. Uh, so I'm extremely um, kind of um, grateful that that happened because that basically grounded my practice. It, it, it removed the arrogance which I had. Uh, and a lot of it, it removed the arrogance, it removed the pleasure, it removed the opportunity, uh, the, it, it got this realization of being f- very fortunate to do anything. You know, having a say, people are eventually in our practice, people are spending their life savings or a company is spending their uh, huge, inf- uh, huge uh, kind of revenues to do the projects, you know, and, and, f- and that you have to earn. So that that realization basically. So I'm I'm even though I'm I'm known as a quite a critical fellow, but I'm quite uh, positive in terms of my design because uh, I always uh, try and look at the bright side, you know, because of that period. Because I know I'm I'm fortunate to be doing what I'm doing. So so yeah. Okay. So uh, how did you get into architecture? Uh, was it something you always wanted to do as a kid? Uh, nothing like that. It. I think. I think no. None of us had any idea what architecture was before we got into these schools. Yeah, you know, most, we, of most of them were these extremely sketched out ideas of uh, what an architect is. Yeah, art that's design. true. So my mother is an artist. My father is a mechanical engineer okay. who was in the navy. Oh, you nice. know, so 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 you had this bridge, and they always had this thing. Saying that, oh, the, the marriage between uh, a technical field and, and an art-based uh, thing is, is something like architecture. And then also we built a house. Actually, it was like a very, very small house when uh, I was, I think, I don't know, maybe five, six or something like that. And in Calcutta, you know, with a hard-earned savings, etc., etc. A small little thing. And I used to always say, okay, why don't we do this? And why don't we do that? So I think it starts from there and it was something which is just a given that, okay, this guy is going to become an architect, you know. Okay. It wasn't uh, after you reach school and you actually understand what this, in fact, like I'm still trying to understand what this field is about, honestly speaking, you know. You know so it's it's a vast thing. So the idea of architecture is, is so infinite that uh, it will probably take my whole life to figure out what it exactly I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. They say that you're the... Jack of all trades, but master of... Uh, of none. None, yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess. You have to, like, especially practice. If you're practicing on your own, you have to don so many hats. So you're continuously shifting from... I think that's the toughest thing which I face is is, is being in deep thought, coming up with, uh, you know, spending five, six hours uh, coming up with a design, trying to understand it, exploring it, analyzing, etc., etc. And then suddenly you have to figure out, okay, uh, this drawing needs to go there and this needs to happen and the contractor is supposed to do this, I'm supposed to call that. So de- And then you're dealing with a client where you're, you're, you're trying to convince him uh, of him or her of something and, uh, you know, all of that. So there's all de- these different... Uh, hats which you have to continuously as a designer and then you're, there's money of course you yeah, know, of course, yeah. uh, fitting a project in budget and how much is the RCC cost coming to how much is the steel cost coming to negotiating with consultants so there's such an area of work which involves in running a practice and employees once you have employees then managing that so it's a, it's a tough it's a tough uh, thing and I, I don't think too many people can probably do all of it together but here I've, I've but I've kind of I'm lucky that I've started slow right so I was a one man show up till maybe six years back six right right so that what it did is that it allowed me 
mainly because i didn't have too much work <laughs> okay okay um and i built it up slowly but like how did you survive like without i survived because i was a one man show basically <laughs> <Okay. laughs> so it's a it's a thing where i survived because it was one man show because i my expenses were less but what it also allowed me to do is it allowed me to really um understand design understand who i am understand my design processes understand the the levels the standards which i expected out of myself the depth i expected out of design all of that so what it did is it allowed that and uh, the slowness of the i always comment that the slowness so till like 2013 14 uh, i think i was still doing two three projects and things like that right. and and i all doing it myself so it allowed i didn't have management i didn't have too many clients to deal with i didn't have too much of all of this so it allowed it to seep into your um, your your bloodstream literally you know so so what happens is once you do that then uh, you can it the level is set you know you will not go because you fought your for uh, you know for that standard for so many years and you're not going to let it go down there are a lot of young people talented people who i see today who are very talented extremely talented and their first few projects are beautiful and they get a lot of projects and suddenly they have a huge office and you see the the quality of their work diminish mainly Correct. because you know at the end i've been lucky by not having so many projects right right <laughs> i can't take the credit for that because uh, i don't know what i would be in this situation if suddenly i had a lot of projects and when i was young and i would probably take them you know so i was lucky to get that time to understand what the design so now we are very careful now we are very interesting even the people who come in uh, i have trained them they have to be really good only they then stick around and, and right. i'm all over the build team uh, which is a very intimate team you know right. that's very important to me and uh, how did the bachelor's influence the way you i mean did you see you since you didn't do masters right uh, most of the education just came from see i was i was very lucky to come from a very good school right i think uh, i even today, yeah kamraja krvi i still feel it's one of the better schools in the country and uh, the period while we were there uh, we were exposed to a lot and and we were thoroughly kind of taught to question you know to a to a bare bone level you know just trip everything out until you just see what you need to see so i think that is something and and i don't regret it because that's basically i don't see too much of a difference in the way kamlari the exposure exposure we got in kamlariya compared to our masters so feels like you had a lot of night outs and uh... yeah 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 it, it's a it's a intense course it's a very very intense course you know so so we i mean i've taught in a college in 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 bangalore as well i don't want to name it right now uh, but but the amount of work which goes in say a bangalore kid does and how much we did there was a huge difference right right probably did double the amount of work and double the amount of exploration and, and so i'm really grateful to be coming from kamlareja and grateful to the, the faculty and uh, and we had a huge we didn't have only architects we had a lot of artists we had a lot, we, we had a lot of exposure from film we had a lot of exposure from, so it was a whole all rounded kind of exposure you know which uh, which i think is is very critical you know because architecture is I feel today it's a, a dying field. I actually feel that it's dying. Why? Because it's it's become so much of a fetish. We haven't. It's it's just become in itself. It's like 
you take history as a subject and you just rattle it, rattle it, till but history has nothing unless it combines with social uh, economic conditions and uh, you know the, the economics of, of, of society and so it, it, architecture I just feel has become this entity and it, it is it has become more fetish it doesn't engage with society it doesn't dialogue it doesn't uh, this thing it's a it's a it's a it's become a, a, a thing for the rich I think so it's an elite uh, sort of uh, yeah it, it's like it's it's uh, I use the word uh, you know it's it's a lot of uh, you know form <laughs> you know and and that is something which I am which which our college was always questioning that why 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 are we building so when when even today when a client comes to me and and says that okay I want to build this much I say why do you want to build so much Oh, there's just two of you. Why? Why do you want to build so much? Why do you want to, you know? Uh, yes, of course, I'm going to make more money if they yeah, build exactly. more. You know, but some but, of us architects be like, yeah, you don't need to go yeah, for expensive. Yeah, you need to put a jacuzzi and you need to have this and you need correct, to have correct. that and 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 whereas you know we have to question what we're doing because you see the world today. You know, it's it's a mess, and it's mainly come out of uh, just this fetish to build and own and all of this I'm, a, I'm like I'm one of those people who's always rooting for a recession because hopefully it sets things right but that's sort of like a paradox right because uh, we need to build to survive and there's also a need why you you need to be sustainable and not build actually so so I think I think that's a very important dialogue today to be had you know I think uh, you know people are people most people are not not being able to deal with this okay what do we do what do we, how do we build? How do we, uh, and, and no one seems to be talking about space. No one seems to talk about interaction, society. Uh, it's just buildings which, we're still talking about exposed concrete and bricks and marble and this and that. You know, and, and, and I, it just, that's the what I'm talking about. It's so disconnected, you know, it's just become such a uh, thing. Yes, you can still worship Le Corbusier for what he did at that point of time, but at no point uh, should he be an example uh, to deal with the problems we face today. You know, and we have not moved on. I really feel that we have not moved on. Since you spoke about this, right? What would be like a solution, or maybe? See, I think I think it has to be a mindset. Firstly, I think firstly you have to go in and say, tell your client to spend as little. Right. Okay. You you have to try and push an aesthetic which is honest to to the situation. You know, you have to be extremely uh, like if a if a rich client wants to build something there, I will tell them that boss, you're a rich client, and you're trying to show off. You know, I might not get the project, but I will tell them that. You you understand that, and and that's very important conversation to have. You know that like uh, why are you trying to? If if it's a good client, then he'll say, oh yeah, I am. You're right. Oh maybe we you know I want these things because of of what has been projected to me. You know and and what seems to be. Let's try and have a dialogue. And and I think that's the space which we don't see. Uh, and and as you grow bigger, it's very difficult to engage in that space. Because when you have four or five clients, you can have that. You know that, okay, I need only four or five projects. So then you can say, okay, I'm going to only work with people I can have dialogues with. You know, but if you have a 50-man office, then there's no way you have the time to have yeah. the dialogue also. So that's, I think, something which is very important to me, that, that we, 
uh, have dialogues with our clients. I'm not saying that we are superior and we need to educate. Like we learn a lot from our clients and themselves. It's not as if we have that. Oh, we know everything. No, that's 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 a bane of architecture. But still have that dialogue and and say that. Okay, listen. Why do you want a a, a four-inch uh, main door? <laughs> you know, of teak wood. Yeah. Uh, why? Or uh, you know, a shutter which is that thick or and it's eight feet high. Why? Is it is it because of the fact that you welcome want to welcome people or do you want them to just think before then? Oh, you know that this guy is such a big door. You don't want to intimidate them. Yeah, uh, you know. So so those are things which we always have. So why do what do you want them to when they are passing? They're coming to your house for the first time. What do you want them to feel? You want them to feel as if they just walk in without a single. Uh, thought then you, you the door becomes com- completely different you know so that's a dialogue which we always try and have with our clients we also have uh, uh, projects uh, our pro- in, our, in our clients uh, we ask them what uh, why have extra rooms so we are looking at flexibility a lot like okay for uh, maybe a week or two weeks in your uh, whole year is that bedroom is going to be used I will just you just slide a door and maybe something becomes a bedroom instead of having that space there instead put greenery there you know so those are conversations which we always have with our clients we're doing projects where we have no flooring the concrete slabs are the floors so there is so we eliminate cost wherever we can of course it's a lot of work for so us the finish has to be already. it has to be perfect so we have to go 10 times to site of course we're reducing the cost of the client and all of that but so our practice is a is a is a basically a paradox in that way you know we we're, we're trying to earn a living but we're not at the same point of time <laughs> right so it's 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 a it's, but it's a conscious decision i'm not stupid you know <laughs> it would be stupid to do that but uh, but that's the problem with the society we need to recalibrate what is what is stupid and what's not because it makes sense to increase the size of a project it makes sense to uh, hire more people and take up more projects because that's what success is measured by today and uh, so what happens to a guy who um, does the opposite can he still survive and that's something which we are kind of uh, looking at can we still survive Luckily, I'm in Bangalore, so I can, to some extent, survive. You know, because the rentals are. If I was in Bombay, there's no way we could yeah. pull this off. You know, so right. so I'm grateful for a lot of things. You know, being here, doing our whatever we have. And how do you approach your design? Like, if you're given a project, and how do you approach it from? See, the stretch? first there are two stages. Okay, the first stage is just a, a weightless exploration of it. when i say weightless where i mean that uh, where we shed our ego and see where what the possibilities are just go berserk look at it from this angle look at it from the other angle look at it from something else with regards to the clients develop a, a, a soft because at the start you don't interact too much with the clients you dev- what you do is you develop a framework in terms of formally what you can do with the project where it can stretch till and then uh, you also design a framework of where the clients are what their uh, brief kind of signifies what do you want to achieve all of those things so first is a non committal exploration that itself lasts for around 2 to 3 weeks for oh, us wow. we we do not draw one single line we just go okay 
what can this do what can that do suppose i build this high and this uh, make this part really dense and let let this part be really uh, kind of empty and we try and do something else we try and we we to do everything we can okay so that's very important that we see and explore every option then what you do is then you leave all that behind now you know what the site can do then you let the clients uh, then you interact with the clients then you understand their pulse you understand their this thing they understand the family now now you are a master of that site you are a master of what it can do and then you draw your first line so what that does is that you know exactly what you're doing it is not something which has been uh preconceived and pushed on you know what this site can do you know what uh, you're trying to get out of it you know uh, whether it's possible or not possible so at that point of time you can tell a client no this is not going to be possible because you're going to lose this and you're going to lose the light from this site you're going to do this you're going to do that so that is so we have one period of complete exploration it is is unbridled and it's intense and then uh, we have a design process we're very thoughtful of understanding that we have before we draw our first line we have as many meaning as possible but that line needs to be light it cannot be uh, there's a lot of problem because a lot of people in especially with the people working in my office uh, they couldn't deal with that exploration phase it just has so much information the information weighs them down but what you need to do is you need to transfer it from your brain into your bloodstream you know i always say that that you you then you just take it from your brain where it leaves your brain and goes into your bloodstream where that the the what this the, the project goes into your bloodstream then you draw the first line then it's light it 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 is doing justice to whatever information you have collected and you know it instinct so you go you break instinct first and then you get instinctual again you know so it's it's a it's a strange uh, kind of uh, thing again but have you ever felt like you've been burnt out by uh, so much of design experience not really yeah of course i mean it's a struggle it it nothing i i'll be uh, like i don't know too many people who can go through what i have okay so I, that's 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 also and still be crazily motivated i think that's a big crisis today again you know uh, and this is again to do with college do with uh, you know your approach on what i think if you look at any successful if you look at the filmmakers you look at uh, there are filmmakers who have done fantastic work work which no one's heard of and they've died in poverty i mean i don't mind being that person you you understand i i i and people know they are they are legends today you know and there's there's so many filmmakers who have done you know you watch that film and it'll change your life and you know that a film like that is not going to get produced by a a, a hollywood uh, you know producer yeah, or something these days i think those kind of films they've stopped no they're still there you'd be surprised that's the thing there's so many of these films people are 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 doing so the best work happens at that layer right right okay and they are just people who are motivated and and do things because they want to do it and they believe in it you know and and uh, yeah and then that's i i really i mean i have no problem being that i have uh, yes i have to sustain so the only way you can do that is maybe uh, also shed your lifestyle you know because today our lifestyles are getting more and more bloated so we talk about minimalism as a style but minimalism as a as a is is a is got a larger you know yeah, meaning to meaning, it yeah. so that's something i always try and 
at least try and talk to my clients about you know that that minimalism is just not a style you know minimalism is 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 doing something buying one pair of shoes which are probably so good that they last for 15 years yeah and it might cost four times five times the number the cost of your shoe uh, which you buy normally but it's worth it you know and that's so that you're not continue your life just doesn't become over buying shoes <laughs> you know at the end of the day and so even our buildings are like that we we always try and look at the the more puritan stuff you know we say that okay this year we want to construct it well but at the same point we want to remove whatever needs to be removed you know it's 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 a contradiction we first started as shelter you right architecture started as a roof then then it became walls then it became windows it's so strange because first you build the wall and then you put a window then it's about oh i want greenery so <clears throat> it's it's itself so messed up so what we are doing is we are removing the layers we are going back in time we are removing the layers okay you want a roof just make a roof let the creepy crawlies come in because that's what you want you want greenery but you don't want the creepy crawlies okay that's doesn't work so we have to kind of have that approach you know that that pragmatic approach saying telling that you want breeze you want then you're going to have dust so those those are the flaws which we face you know because you have to nothing is that simple in life you know nothing is you want it you have to pay for it in some way yes you want that beautiful uh, sunday morning where you're sitting in your garden then you're going to also face up with that one day when there's a caterpillar on your on your shoe or on your leg so that's something which we always try and uh, talk to our clients about and say that they don't become those people who want everything right so you don't get anything those people don't get anything if you get a new client how do you convince the client to be patient with the amount of work you're going to put in and even like the way you're going to influence the client or the client might influence you how do you build that relationship with the client to build the way you want to build see firstly what we do is we first is we listen okay we listen to whatever they have to say whatever comes our way they might be instagram photographs it could be pinterest uh, links we just listen we just see where they are coming from who they are uh, try and understand what they are saying uh, try and uh, then what we do is then we have to so the site then we put in the site so that's our first exercise then we go into the site we understand what the site is saying we understand what you know uh, the conditions are saying what the climates are saying then they so all of that so i think the clients we have been lucky again like i said being a small practice what what how it allows you what it allows you is, is it allows you freedom fundamentally it allows you freedom uh, not to necessarily choose clients but to to say what you want so we i scare away a lot of people you know with with these kind of comments and yeah i'm i'm i'm, I'm also aware that my if if i didn't scare those people of i i would have too many projects so i couldn't wouldn't be able to handle it so, so that way we have we get we are lucky in the clients we get also because the scale keeps it keeps it real so in a way you're living the fountain head book uh, lifestyle right i don't know about that see again people say that uh, but i think uh, those references are all uh, all uh, kind of outdated yeah and dated okay. today because today our our world is far more complex yeah. than like 
the 60s 70s uh, you know time before that far more complex we've got far more pressing issues to address and fast so i really um, i don't know so i mean yeah i w- would really try and do as good work as i can that's very important to me all right you know? what's your take on vastu as in like do you follow oh uh, see i for me i don't have a have a kind of comment really on it because it's i'm perfectly okay with people uh having their own uh, comfort level with things it's very important that think people are comfortable so some of it is climatological some of it is not so it is supposed to be originally a climatological uh, st- uh, science right vastu shastra correct, correct but then then you have the other stuff which comes in so we have vastu in every project every and strict vastu so but we still manage to um do stuff with it if you believe that you can't do anything even after strict vastu you're not going to do anything if you believe even after strict vastu you can do something you'll do something so it's it's your uh, mindset which defines how far you go with the design you know you're going always going to have limitations always there's no way you're going to have whether it's a client coming and telling you to do this or your own limitations or whatever you're always going to have limitations it's your mindset which allows you to do so all our projects have been strict fast all all right so you've done some great projects over the years like the lateral house and right. uh, course house and so is there any project would you like to like talk about which was uh, interesting or challenging so we've just uh, completed a few set of four five projects which will hit uh, we just documented it so hopefully you'll all see it soon enough and uh, so we've we are trying different things we're trying uh, making buildings as non imageable as possible completely experiential you know so so when you go into a building and you look around and you you leave and you spend like an hour or two hours there and you leave uh, what you'll remember is how it made you feel yeah, yeah. rather than uh, you know how the bookshelf was and how the so that's something which we are trying our hand on i don't know how successful we've been but uh, we're trying to make houses more complex in terms of uh, how they are specially arranged and uh, almost like a maze kind of feeling where where it's it's becomes a feeling which and it's consistent with its feeling in every space uh so you come out and then you like okay i don't really remember anything i just it made me feel this way so that's something which you're trying to do i don't know how uh, again with different people who are having different gauges of of emotion uh i'm sure the experience will be different with everyone so we're trying to see if we can make non imageable buildings you know which which that because the image is taken over architecture so much you know people come and they put a f- facade uh, some parametric design on the facade and they show such crude architecture it's really not you know we have been reduced to graphic design you know <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> it's not something which we should uh, because we have so much more power than that in what we do so i'm not very in favor with that of that you know this do elevation and oh everyone's noticing it but that's how it is the bias is towards the visual we have to fight that go against the grain there and make uh, the space experience activities how you suddenly make a building where every evening everyone meets whether they have work or not that when sunset everyone a whole family comes down and and sits in one place almost unconsciously 
that is how that is the that beauty is the of power we have that's the power really. we have but yeah. we're reducing it to you know facades <laughs> so uh, it makes me a little sad but at the same point that also i'm i'm glad that that is there because i really believe that every type of architecture should be there i'm not a person who'll say that that's correct and this is wrong and this is because the more different meanings we have of our subject the better me saying that oh what i am doing is correct and what you're doing is wrong is is all it does it talks talks bad about me because and it 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 says how close that talks about how close i am so yeah so yeah be open and uh, yet try and add meaning to what we're doing all right and also the tools that we use these days having a great impact on the way we practice right hugely technology being a big part of it and uh, now talking about ai and machine learning and all these other things which are happening uh, what is the future of architects and how how do you think we're going to practice uh, going forward see i am a big supporter of of technology as far as construction is concerned i am not a supporter of technology as far as design is concerned because i re- really believe that the strongest tool we have is our brains you know and uh the technology is is dulling as far as design is concerned the brains are visualizes that did you can just close your eyes and see a whole building you don't really need to make a 3d of it like we don't have any models here in our office right now we don't have a single model here because the kind of projects we do you can't make models out of you just cannot like you make a model out of it uh like uh, even as a design model it's such a slow process your mind has to be extremely sharp you should be able to kind of go into deepest corners and see the light and see the sh- uh, go it the sunset through your building though it's not even reach the site you know that's the thing which i always push the people working for me is to visualize things not rely on on 3d's because they're also slow by the time you think of an idea and then you go to a 3d and do a 3d if you were to sketch it the same process you you would have dumped the first idea 10 minutes back and moved on okay but by the time you go to a 3d all those ideas are gone so that's something which uh, I, it doesn't keep pace with your mind that's why sketching i might doodle but actually i'm not doodling i'm actually it is just to kind of keep a track of what i'm thinking the sketching at some point is just but my, actually everything is happening in my head you know the sketching is not uh, people think that i'm sketching I'm, i'm sketching something if i'm sketching something it's to like it's a plan or section or something like that no but i am actually following a thread in my head and and this is just keeping a track it's like a you know when they put a uh, when you have a, you have a heart rate mm-hmm. you know so it, it is not it's it's not as that's your heart it's just a rate so it's a very abstracted thing so your mind is something which needs to needs to be far more active and i feel that the people who are passing out today and this is with again my experience with hiring people and and teaching and things like that there's there's a lack of 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 using your head <laughs> using your, your your brain your your right. the the thing which has been given to us you know and uh, there there i feel that as a practice uh, as 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 a as a profession we are losing our edge we are becoming far more 
um, kind of uh, we're not really kind of like what he's saying uh, we're not it's not allowing us to to really delve into what it can do it's like the same facade example where where the facade is just a superficial thing and you can actually change uh, so it's not allowing us to do that that's something which i really feel you know in terms of uh, technology but in terms of uh, uh, we are doing projects we have uh, like we have we have uh, meetings on, on apps oh, when okay. we visit a site who comes we have a logbook which says that okay this guy was 15 minutes late this guy so i'm extreme because i'm extremely being a self employed person i'm extremely conscious of my time right right okay any time of mine which i'm not uh, uh, which i don't need to spend i want to spend on design okay so i am extremely conscious of time i am extremely organized in terms of site construction if something is supposed to get casted tomorrow it has to be casted tomorrow there's no way i'm going to let it get casted of course the quality is most important if he's done it badly then he's going to uh, this thing to redo it but otherwise i'm not going to let it uh, happen the next day so that is something which i ensure because again that's a two visits three visits or whatever so we have to be very conscious of the time uh, we spend and and also we living in a bangalore you know where half your time goes in travel and Absolutely, trans- yeah. so we waste so much of our time you know and and that's the key to uh why again you know i always have this thing that we are a third world country not because of the fact that we're not we don't have money it's just that we waste so much <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. we waste like, no one no one and no one uh, cares yeah that you're spent stuck in marathali for two hours no one cares people say oh it's not costing anyone anything but that thought that thinking is the reason why we are a third world country that's one of the reasons i travel by cab and that the cab driver does most of the work and i'm just sitting in the back you know doodling and i mean i'm working yeah. on something sitting in the yeah, cab yeah 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 i mean it's come down to that but Yeah I mean I don't have a driver so I I drive and it really gets to me how much time I'm spending uh you know and how much time I'm wasting that's that's something which we look at a lot even with the people we work with we make very clear drawings extremely clear they're so clear that like even a fool gets it you know those are the kind of drawings we make so that there is absolutely no confusion so we we and uh, the and also we have like these it's like a little puzzle our drawings are little puzzles so the person who has to read it to answer it so say there's a x and then we'll ask him okay what is x so he has to understand our drawing and then tell us what x is and if he has if x is something else uh, that means he has an understood it okay okay <laughs> so we have you know so 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 our, our drawings are actually like little puzzles so as soon as he tells us a wrong answer we know he's not got it we go to site and make sure that he gets it because if we had given him a drawing and he built it wrong then we would spend all our time breaking it correct, and doing correct. it again and yes he loses money we lose our time so we do these small <laughs> so exercises like workshop with the contractors yeah 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 absolutely we nice. will always have one dimension which okay you have to tell me what the dimension is coming to <laughs> <laughs> nice you know you do the whole marking you do the thing and tell me what that dimension is coming to if that dimension is not what it's supposed to be then we go to site explain it he marks it again and that time we make sure that he's got it so so we don't end up breaking yes you know we can all say oh we'll break it down but at the end it doesn't benefit anyone no yes waste someone is losing money so we try and minimize wastage in those ways so you've been practicing in bangalore for a long time right around uh... yeah i think roughly around like 11 years or something like that but uh, i think in all seriousness probably 8 
ஒரேஷன் when he when the contract has finished his foundation he knows we are not people to mess around with yeah he knows he will he knows that everything is going to get caught if it's not done well he knows these things so he doesn't bother trying to cut corners because he knows it's not going to it's only going to cause him um, so so that's very clear that he's going to lose money if he continues in that way so so those are things which we do you know to make sure that we don't spend we have to go and focus on like at the foundation we know it's going to go underground yeah okay he also knows it's going to go underground so we're going to see his worst work in the foundations yeah and that's when we catch him <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> so even a 2 mm thing gets redone you know there so he knows that okay this guy is so cared about uh, he cares so much about things which are going under the ground so then he's not going to allow me yeah. to do anything uh, compromise uh, compromise on anything above the ground yeah and if he if he's not able to do it then we know this is not the right guy so and we know it at an early stage so we can take him out and get him someone else and you also out. know a set of contractors we and do we but you know with our kind of work you know <laughs> our projects are minimum pay maximum work okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. so contractors usually what we do what happens is that they worked they they work with us they learn their trade really well and then they get the the really money making projects for other architects <laughs> and then they vanish so we we are in this process we do the hard job we train these guys so everything for us is tough every single thing we earn every single rupee what we what we make we take all the hard things we we we, we go to site we make sure things are doing being done properly clean people and uh, so we that's that's again like i said the road we have taken and in the end it's very satisfying uh, to so very satisfying sometimes it's not uh sometimes uh it takes a long time because we're pushing our designs things mess up it's not in your control you know there are a lot of other people it's a team work at the end of the day and a lot of things there mess ups uh, mess ups happen clients are not happy all of those things also happen i'm not saying that it doesn't but at the end as i say at the, we finish a project we take up we finish and at the end i can say that clients always happy because we see it through you can everyone makes mistakes yeah everyone makes mistakes that's how we learn and we're not taking when we never do anything safe i i i i i i i despise safeness you know because uh the like that's the culture no culture is to do be safe in big firms i i i think we're robbing a lot out of uh, our world because people are just taught to save their jobs <laughs> and be safe yeah only when you step out of your comfort zone will you learn will you learn will you make mistakes will you try something new will you push boundaries will you push and i don't mean boundaries by just uh something which is uh, noticeable right you know that that's another thing you know like you might see our projects and say that okay there's nothing really special about it but we're not pushing boundaries in that 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 way we are pushing boundaries and sandi the house starts acting in a very different way compared to a traditional house you know we are pushing boundaries at that level you will not be able to say ha oh, bricks dala hai to theek hai what is the big deal so 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 that's very important you know for us to they're not play safe at all
listening to the Ak Young Podcast. We're still building the community. Please share this knowledge with someone you know who could benefit. Just send them to akyoung.com where you'll find our free newsletter and for more podcast episodes. Search for the show on any major podcasting platform. Don't forget to subscribe where you're listening right now. And if you liked it, leave a rating or review. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media. Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 